Hey everyone, it's Lady A. And DJ. And welcome to episode 10 of Money, Romance, what and Greed. Oh my God, I'm so excited about our 10th episode. Is that like our mini milestone? We made it to the dime. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> Tension. To, we're like totally awesome on this, right? Double so, digits, let's go. I am loving it. And again, before we get into our totally sad story, quote unquote, um, we just want to again, once again, thank everyone who has stuck with us and have been supporters of the podcast and just major shout outs to our listeners in the U.S. I'm going to tell you a big money romance and grief shout out to our listeners in Ohio, North Carolina, Michigan, California, New York, Idaho, Virginia, Oregon, Florida, Missouri, Colorado, Georgia, Indiana, Texas, Pennsylvania, Washington, Arkansas, as well as Washington, D.C. Good looking out, y'all. Thank you, guys. And a big shout out to our international listeners. Australia, United Kingdom, India, Kenya, Canada, and Thailand. We made it way out there, y'all. So we're, we're very happy. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us for, um... Just being with us through this whole thing. Man, once again, stay down, y'all. This is for y'all. Yes. We love and appreciate you all. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast fix, right? And if you know of friends and family members who love true crime, have them check us out. Yeah, have them get at us. We are the shit, man. Yeah. We're Don't it. hesitate. Don't hesitate immediately. Okay? And follow us on Twitter at Green Romance. We welcome everybody. We are looking back for your feedback and everything. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now we are going to get into tonight's story. Lego. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So tonight we are talking about. Who we talking about, Lady A? Andrew Luster. Andrew Luster. Why does that Andrew, sound familiar? Yeah, and and it, and it and it probably should sound familiar to a lot of people, considering that he was the great grandson to the Max Factor makeup. Remember Max Factor? I mean, Max the Factor whole, makeup. Hell yes. Yeah. I mean, like Holly Berry was a um. Uh, like a, a face of Max Factor. There was Holly Berry got Max Factor Holly money? Holly Berry got Max Factor money. Okay. And I even think, and don't quote me in this, but I think that um, some other, like Gwen, uh, Gwen, uh, Gwen, Stefani? Gwen Stefani and some other people, um, other celebrities, but I distinctly remember seeing Holly Berry Man. on these commercials. So, so yeah. who is Andrew Lester for? So Andrew Lester, let's kind of get into a little bit of a background on him. He is the... Youngest of two children, he was born on December 15, 1963, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Shout out to Las Vegas. But he grew up in Malibu, California, and attended schools in Los Angeles. Oh, so again, he comes from some money. But major money. Why is it always the baby? The baby. Oh, the baby. The baby is the devil. The demon child. Your child is the worst of them all. Like, seriously. So, I mean, and that's, again, by all accounts, 
He was born and raised in the privilege, and that's what we just said, right? I mean, this guy is like, oh, born in Las Vegas. That's money. Silver spoon in his mouth. Thank you. Thank you. So everything about L.A., Malibu, all that, that just spells money right there, right? So his mother, Elizabeth Luster, is the adopted daughter of Frida Factor, who is the oldest daughter of Max Factor Singer, the founder of the cosmetics empire. So that's how he gets into this family. Okay. Right? Okay. So again, with Max Factor, the shit, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. everybody has bought a Max Factor at some point unless, you know, it's out of business or whatever this or, or it's heard a new of name. It or You've heard of it, you know yeah. of it, everything. So Andrew's father was a man named Dr. Henry uh, Dr. Henry Luster who was a prominent Los Angeles psychiatrist. He was a psychiatrist? And I have to imagine, boy, I bet you that's real good money yeah, <laughs> in mean, L.A. Yeah, okay. A psychiatrist for all the stars. Yeah, so that was his... Okay, okay. Andrew's father was... Okay, all right. A psychiatrist. All right. Let's yeah, go. exactly. So, again, both of these families, you know, the, the mother and the father, I mean, neither one is lacking any financial means at this point, right? Right. So basically, Andrew was a child um, just living in this gorgeous Oceanside home where people like his neighbors were like Barbara Streisand. I mean, I mean, like really, Jane Fonda. Remember the workout girl, Jane Fonda? Hey, like his neighbors you. are like these people. He come from major money. Let's get it. Steve McQueen. Look, and I ain't hating on him either, man. See, normally old man, he's a brat. Hey, get it how you live, pimp. Thank you. Yes, I live in this beautiful yes. home next to Barbara Streisand and <laughs> Steve McQueen. Don't you wish you could? Thank you. Sorry for you. Don't hate, okay? <laughs> so, you know, again, these were his neighbors. These are like day-to-day people that he sees. He didn't want or need for up anything. Polly on her backyard <laughs> doing a workout video. Like, Barbara yeah. Streisand, you done heard her kick a freestyle. Thank you. Like, now she's on, singing Barbara. her butt off over there. Like, yeah, that's just Barbara. She's over there practicing right. for her, you know, her her concert tonight. Something <laughs> tells me this doesn't end well. Not at all. So it starts off good. Yeah, it always does. No, it's a will at the always end. Always does. So, you know, it is believed that as a child, he was pretty good. They said that he really was a child that really didn't give much of an issue to his parents. He was a very good athlete, and he didn't really have any really bad troubles. I mean, you know, nothing outside of the norm in middle or high school. But his real passion was surfing. He was a major, and that makes sense, <laughs> right? Being in L.A., at the beaches, he probably over at uh, Venice Beach. So he's a beach boy. Exactly. No, he was like a true to death beach boy. Like he would just like that. That's his thing, right? So where'd it go wrong? I'm gonna tell you. And again, and this is just a small piece of his background. In fact, one of his uh, windward mentors, and that's the school that he attended. Okay, so Mm -hmm. let's be clear on that. He they told the Telegraph, which is um, out in uh, Sweden. What I most remember of him was this terrific confidence. He was full of daring, and it came, I think, from his talents for sports. He didn't believe there was a wave he could ever fall off. There wasn't a mountain he couldn't come down from. Hey, that's that swag you need. And I know he did have that swag yep. growing up next to James Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy house. And Barbara Streisand, yes. On, uh, I can do anything. <laughs> you know? What his mother... Uh, 
was a max factor and Thank his daddy you. was a psychiatrist. Thank you. Her, his mother didn't even have to do and nothing. And I so hated for real, for real, if, if that's all he was, was a beach boy, he was a bum. Yeah. He was lacking. He did My not. My thing is, he you was, have major money. Yeah. You know that did something. Major things. Shit. So. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost time, y'all. What's up with him? What's so, up with him? Right. And again, you know, so Max Factor Senior, again, you guys, this was his uh, his great-grandfather, the cosmetic king. And what he did was he gave women, this is how he made all of these millions and millions of dollars back in the day. He gave women the confidence to look just as beautiful as the women that they saw on big screen. And let me tell you something. Cha-ching! Oh, my God. Cha-ching! Oh my! Cha-ching. Thank you. A third time, That's y'all. It. A third That's time. It. Okay, That's it. <laughs> because you can make a woman feel like Beyonce. Man, she listen. Can open up a pocketbook or oh wallet and every damn thing else. Okay, how much did you say it was gonna cost you? That's gonna be three fifty, man. No That's problem. no problem. My husband likes me to look good. <laughs> he wants me. No, men are out there. They will pay. For their wives and their girlfriends to look like certain people. You damn right. You can't just be pulling up with any chicken. Pull no. up with a duck. She looks like Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, Everybody know. wants to look like Beyonce uh-huh. nowadays. Uh-huh. And what do you think? I can only do what you bring up in him. Yeah, really dumb. <laughs> but nevertheless, he made millions of dollars making a lot of women feel like Audrey Hepburn and people of that nature. You know, he so was... So where did it go wrong? It was just... It's, oh, Okay. Keeping on with the history of Andrew. At the age of nine, Andrew's father passes away from complications from surgery. And, An- and Andrew is actually really upset about this or whatever. So when Andrew, you know, so he, again, they kind of move, but again, they're not in any kind of way lacking financial means. So he doesn't have to downgrade. He's just now without his father, but he still has his mother and two siblings. Hold so, on, hold on, hold on, Lady A. Complications from surgery? You know me. What kind of surgery? What I know, was it? What happened? I am Where not sure it? about I that. I am not sure about that, but for whatever reason, and you know, it kind of reminds me of that of like, you know, like Kanye West's mom who's like, oh, well, she no, had plastic surgery and then she died. It's like, whoa. <laughs> what happened here? Yeah, like they don't go into any detail in terms of what happened from his complications, but they do say that he passed away from surgery complications. And as a result, the whole family was very, you know, distraught over this. You damn right. Right. Like daddy gone. What the hell? Right? Like yeah. who's he's a doctor. Who was his doctor? Right. You feel me? <laughs> I got to go see about him now. But at the end of the day, don't nothing matter. Daddy gone. Right. But Andrew still continued to live the life of luxury. And when he turned 18, he used the money left to him in a trust fund to buy a single story home in Muscle Shoals Beach. Now, I'm going to tell y'all right now, that's in Ventura, California. I don't know nothing about Muscle Shoals Beach. Yeah, it sounds like money. <laughs> and you wouldn't. <laughs> it's at the highest right. level. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it ain't no darks. <laughs> so basically, while he was at Muscle Shoals Beach outside of Ventura, he um spent his days surfing, fishing, and partying. That is his life now. <laughs> That's what I knew. But you knew what he was when he was a high school kid. He was at the beach. He's a beach boy, a beach bum, whatever they call him. And he had the beach. He a white boy to be out there, you know? Oh, my God. And I mean, just just living it up, living the life that so many of us wish we could live. 
I don't wish I was a white beach bum. Yeah, that is true. Why would I want to do that? But I would I want to be productive in, in my life. In a decent property, though. I ain't going to lie. So when I'm not doing my real job, if then I, I can't go. If factor, that wouldn't hurt either. I ain't going to lie. But get, uh, I digress. So when I, if I'm not at my real job, then this is a past habit. I feel so bad about it. <laughs> like, wow, I'm a bum. I get up in the morning. I surf. Right. I party. I surf again. <laughs> okay, so moving on. So for several years, Andrew lived in the house, and and, and at, by this point, he has a longtime girlfriend, and her name is Valerie. Oh my God! I hope I did not butcher her name, um, Balderrama. Um, and she was actually the mother of his two children. He had a son named Connor and a daughter named Quinn. Connor. Quinn. <laughs> Okay, five years later, when the couple broke up, Elizabeth, again his mother, Elizabeth Luster, bought Valerie and the children a house down the coast in um, the Pacific Palisades. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. It didn't work out. I got money. You seem like a respectable person. If nothing else, I'm going to take care of my grandkids. So I'm just going to buy you a house down here. That's what I'm talking about. Why can't that happen more often? <laughs> Where is the loyalty nowadays, okay? Right. Where are our mother-in-laws, <laughs> father-in-laws? I need a Oh, home. that's right. They don't have luster money. <laughs> don't matter. You got any money? Shit. You can, <laughs> can, you not, can you contribute to a down payment? Damn. That would be helpful. I'm leaving your son. I need you to contribute to a down payment. <laughs> mm, mm, crazy. Let's go. Okay, so once the relationship ended with his children's mother, Andrew begins going out and dating other women. And this is when police believe that's when Andrew began giving these women Liquid X, also known as GHB, which is also known as a date rape drug, so that Andrew could have sex with them. What? Yes. Sick individual. What? Hold on. Hey, I must have missed something or something. So what now? Um, <laughs> so he is no he longer. Yes, women he is no longer with his baby mama. For all of those who have no other words, then he decides. That's when he goes out and starts dating other women. At that point, this is when the police believe once he ends this relationship that he's starting to um, <clears throat> the women that he's dating. He's giving them liquid X, also known as GHB which is also known as the date rape jug for purposes of having sex with them. Wow. So he broke up from his family. Yeah. His family bought his mistress and the kids a house. Well, he his, his girlfriend. he mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With liquid acts. That's exactly what it was. GHB. Thank you. And for those not familiar with wow. the GHB quote-unquote date rape drug. Stand as far as that Bill Cosby. Yeah, man, listen. That's that Bill Cosby. Oh, my God. He locked up right now for that shit, man. Three years, right? That shit ain't cool. But, hey, (sighs) um, um, back in the day, I guess it was common play. Yes. That's what they did. Exactly. Because, okay, so here, you guys, this is is real talk. In the mid-90s, GHB was used as a recreational drug. And according to WebMD.com, it is a drug that can, um... It's like a hypnotic depressant, um, but right. it has several other names. It's also known on the streets as Easy Lay, Georgia Homeboy. What? Georgia Homeboy. So if you hear anybody say that, you know that's a GHB, okay? Liquid X, right. Liquid Ecstasy, or Liquid E. Those are all the names 
that are on the streets. <laughs> they just name drugs anything now there. Anything. The homeboy, the liquid homeboy. Liquid. Uh, Georgia what? homeboy. Who thought of that? Yeah, somebody down in Georgia, one of them good old boys down <laughs> That's there. That's that Georgia uh, homeboy. Okay. The wrong thing. Oh At my the wrong god. Time. Oh my god. But you know we all about the truth here. So let's talk about what it looks like. GHB usually comes in a liquid form that can be mixed with other liquids. They often um they are often purchased by bodybuilders. Oh, what a surprise. Oh, so it goes hand in hand with um um uh what is it? Steroids. Steroids. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. yes. So wow. they're often purchased by bodybuilders at health food stores. Oh my god, you can get GHB. At a I go buy some GHB right now. Right now, and it will be no big deal. Oh my god, it's a big deal. <laughs> Note to self. I'm just joking. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you can buy them at a health food store for muscle building purposes and fat burning qualities. GHB is not commonly available in a capsule form. That's just a European way of making that shit legal. Thank you. God damn it. Come on. Oh my God. So you can go into GMC. And buy some GHB. I don't know which should be putting this out. It should be. The name of the store should be GHB. <laughs> shit. Um, the homie. It ain't the homie if he did that shit. But Bill Cosby is doing. Uh, Three years for that shit. I mean, my thing is like, Lost it's everything. not okay. But again, back in those days, people thought it was okay. They would tell women, and we'll get into that. Why but, would it be okay to give someone GHB? I know. I don't understand it. I don't understand I why you want to drug somebody. Why, why would you want to drug somebody You're just a for purposes of having sex with unless you got that depraved mind? Oh, you come to, don't get me started. He's oh, an my God. So let's talk about what it does. GHB is a depressant. Its effects range from drowsiness, forgetfulness, and loss of muscle tone to seizure-like activity. I don't want to take nothing that's going to give me a seizure. <laughs> I'm not trying to take nothing that's going to give me any of this. I'm out here chilling. <laughs> I want to kick it. Have a little fun. Take GSB and I'm seizing. No. Wait. Didn't Snoop seizure. Dogg say that something similar to this happened to him? <laughs> yeah, somebody sent me the date right there. He said, baby, you had to do that. I gave it to you. You ain't going to dump me. That's the same. Thank Damn. you. There is no need for this. You be surprised, okay? <laughs> you don't have to drug them. Right. They're willing participants. <laughs> oh, my God. So, it does. It has slowed heartbeat and breathing and coma. The coma lasts one to two hours with full recovery usually occurring by eight hours. Lady A. Oh, my I'm God. I'm going to need somebody to reach out to us. Yeah. Please give us, give them the Gmail. MRG. Dot podcast one at gmail.com. What is this about, y'all? Yeah. I need clarification. I'll shout you out and we'll get a little bit of clarification. But yeah. I need somebody to let me know what's going on, which is GSB and why it was cool. Yeah. Why it was fun. We need some we need some feedback on this. It knock you out, make you faint, you don't remember nothing. And people were using it recreational. My thing is, okay, yeah. you 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 your intent was to actually get passed out. If you're using it recreational, I have to imagine your intent was to be passed out, right? And just be like, oh, whatever happens, happens. But then again, that's why we want people to. Whoa. I don't really know. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, because I'm just. I mean, hey, I mean, <laughs> I'm, you got me thinking, and I think you might be right. I mean, if you were a willing participant in this shit. Thank you. Why is this? Why is GHB recreational? Hit us up on Gmail, okay? So. We already know that the coma lasts one to two hours with full recovery usually occurring 
by eight hours. In the date rape scenario, it is often slipped into an unwitting victim's drink. High school kids, oh Lord, are using this as an alternative to alcohol. Wow. Check your kid, okay? It leaves no odor for parents to detect, and the effects may be gone by the time users return home from a night out. So here's the thing. Is it like liquor? Does it get you, you know, buzz drunk? It must. you out? It must. Oh, that's a scary it's like, drug, It is a y'all. very scary drug because it's like, okay, for high school, it's like, oh, oh well, no. I don't want my parents to know I've been drinking. Thank yes, you, me. but yet they're taking it and they're like, oh, well, I really don't want my parents to know that I've been drinking, so I'll just take this GHB to, for the all of the effects of alcohol, but none of the consequences, meaning I can't walk into the house and my parents know that I've been drinking. If I've been out for eight hours, it's probably worn off by the time I even get home. And... I can just keep on doing this until whenever. Check your kids. Don't do GSB. Don't do GHB. For Liquid real. X. Liquid X is it? Now, while we're all having all this fun and hoopla with this GHB from a recreational or a date rate man, drug fuck perspective. That shit, man. It's a date rate drug. Right. Effects of the drug begin 15 to 60 minutes after use and typically last up to six hours. It can be detected in the urine for up to 12 hours after ingestion. Respiratory depression can be severe enough to require life support on a ventilator ventilator or breathing machine until the drug effects wears off. Many deaths have been linked to the combined use of GHB and alcohol. So now wow. here we are. We all here. We partying. We at a club. We living it up. You done drank a whole lot. And now some motherfucker put GHB in drink and now you're on life support. Damn. Crazy. Craziness. Oh, no. Craziness. That's not something that anyone would want to do. That's no. not fun. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's not fun at all. Uh, so that's what we dealing with, okay, y'all? This ain't even funny, y'all. This serious. No, it really is. They slipping shit in your drink, man. And Don't it's ever crazy. leave your drink unattended. Never. I mean, and get watch your own drink. the bartender pour your drink. Know who you with? Know who you with? Know who you talking to? Thank you. Oh my God. Who is this buckethead nigga I'm talking to now? <laughs> and he comes up with a clear blue sky. Tell us, can I buy you a drink? And just how many women have said, "Oh yeah, he cute. He look cool." No. He's a GHB, and him and the bartender are collabing to get your ass fucked up so they can take advantage of you. And that's just the truth. Exactly. Moving on. So Andrew was always bringing women back to his home after the club, and whenever he I know he was. I'm that GHB. Let go. (laughs) Nah, I'm just joking. No, he really was. That's the truth. Right? And uh, whenever he went, he always had his video camera with him. Eventually, he started a production company called Deep Six Films, which was a production company that he did that he did soft porn. Okay, isn't this how it starts? Probably so. So in 1991, he did have a hit movie. Oh my God, I can't believe this! He had a hit movie called Babes and Waves, which was a surf movie about women on a beach. And bikinis. That's and that MO. was the hit. <laughs> that's his MO. That's all it takes. And my thing is literally, no, that's all he had to do. You ain't got to drug women. Tell them you shoot the movie. Come on down to your baby suit and you got to pop him. And tell them that you are the grandson of the heir 
Max Factor, and I'm sure you don't have to drug him. Right, he could have he name dropped. Thank right. you, thank you. So Andrew was a regular at all the local bars, and all the bartenders and bouncers knew him. Andrew would meet women in these local bars or clubs, talk to them, and tell them, you know, hey, I'm Andrew Luster. Max Factor Senior is my great grandfather. I bet I have a beach house in Muscle Shoals. Let Not me buy you a me. drink. There you go. And I make a mean margarita. <laughs> no, he didn't. This motherfucker. I'm straight. I'm you know straight. I make a mean margarita. Again, you know we always drop in science, ladies, men, whoever. Yep. Watch who's making your drink. Thank you. When they say they make a mean margarita, yeah. look at them and say, yeah, I bet you do. You fucking racist. <laughs> That's red flag number one. And I mean, you best to get to running. I don't care if you drunk or not, get to running. And you know how I make a mean drink? Yeah, I know you do make a mean drink. Know your exits. Where are the exits Where at? are the safety points? Yeah. <laughs> So, he would always say, why don't you and your friends come to my house to hang out? And he didn't, he didn't want no shame in this game. You don't have to go by yourself. You can go with your friends. You know why? Because he was cocky. Yeah. He had money. Yep. So, you know, and again, this is, again, we're talking about Andrew Luster. He is the great-grandson to um, the, the, the multi-million dollar, billion dollar man, Max Factor. So, let's go. This is just kind of what we were initially um, kind of reviewing in his initial moments, his childhood and all of this stuff. So now let's go back in time to talk about how this whole thing and the takedown of Andrew came about, right? So Tanya, a woman Andrew met at a club, what a coincidence, was one of the women who were invited back to Andrew's home to drink and continue oh, partying. What happened, lady? Eh? At some point, Andrew asked her if she wanted to try GHB. Asked her that. Hold on. He asked her? He asked her. Oh, it's not daybreak then. Do you want to take this? Yes. Okay. She says, yes. So he puts it in her drink, and that's all she wrote. Well, what's the damn problem? Murder, she wrote. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Murder, Murder, she wrote. That's all it takes. She says at that point, she leans back on him, and that's all she remembers. Now, that's what she's saying, Right? So she remembers saying, yeah, she wanted some? Yeah. Okay, that's it. She and she confirmed she that. She wanted it. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, she, she does confirm that. And she, when she does wake up in the morning, she is fully dressed to the point where she feels that nothing on her body had been disturbed. Oh, nice. So nothing happened. Right. So Andrew comes into the room acting like a perfect gentleman, bringing her coffee or whatever and saying, hey... Are you okay? You were really wasted last night. I had to bring you into this room so you could sleep it off. She thinks nothing of it. And despite the weirdness of the night, they continue to see each other for weeks, even after this situation even happened. There, I mean, nothing was... She said, yeah. Yeah, she said, yeah. But then she, because she was fully dressed and this and that and a third, and Andrew comes in, he's a respected, perfect gentleman. She really, truly does not believe anything happened to her. So eventually, Tanya is so enamored with Andrew that she quits her job in Arizona and moves in to Andrew's beach house in Muscle Shoals. So now they're dating each other. Now they're like, oh my God, I love you, I love you. And so we're all going to go and live off into the sunset, right? Mm. So Andrew eventually introduces Tanya to his family. 
And then, you know, things are just kind of, you know, things are progressing or whatever. Things seem to be going extremely well until she keeps wandering from Rome to Rome and sees <laughs> shit <laughs> really that she shouldn't be seeing, right? She wandering from like Rome to Rome in his, in, his, in his house or whatever. And she walks into a particular room with tons of pictures of women on a wall. She thinks that's really weird. And the next day she discovers that her picture has now been added to the wall. She pulls the picture down and rips it off, tears it up, throws it in the trash or whatever. Hold on. Tons of women. Hold on. So, she leaves her house and goes to live with him. Yeah. And inside this house that she just came to live with Mm -hmm. are pictures of a million women. Yes. And hers was the newest one. Yes. Tons and tons of women. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she pulls her picture down like, what? Because she wasn't understanding. She thought these were like You can like pull his... it down, but you can't take it back. Thank you. And she was thinking these are like his conquerors. Like, he's he's flashing all the women because he's Andrew Luster. So, he's, you know, kind of, you know, uh, all these... Look at all the women I've been with. Yeah, you know, he whatever. is. And he Off is. GSB. Thank you. That's the piece that she was yeah. missing. So... She pulls her picture down, and when Andrew Andrew sees this and gets so angry to the point where he threatens to kill her, and that's when she actually ends the relationship. Now, after that relationship ends, Andrew sets his sights on nightclubs and bars once again, but this time he goes on State Street in Santa Barbara where college girls are known to hang out. He would do the same thing, you know, walk up to them, particularly girls already tipsy or intoxicated, give them that same line of who he was and that he is the heir to the Max Factor throne at some point and his, uh, where his house is and all of this and then invite him back to their home. So he done went from grown women to babies, to babies college women. And then he goes out to the college sites where, you know, I was like, da, da, da. And so they're thinking, oh, yeah, we're partying. We're hanging. No, he decides, no, I don't really want a real woman at this point. I want a goofy, you know, college student who likes to party and drink all the damn That's time. That's where that depraved mind comes in. There y'all. you go. There you go. That's where it started at right there. That's where it starts. What happened to the other oh, my lady? God. What happened to the other girl so he was So he actually, ends, she ends the relationship after he, why? when she took <laughs> I mean, the picture I mean, down. I know why, but. Yeah, because when he, right, when right. she took the picture down, he was like, if you ever take this, if oh, you ever do this, it. I'll kill you. And she was like, oh, I'm fine. Kill? What? Did you say kill? Immediately. He said he was gonna kill me. And then you say you gonna kill me, kill and me in the same sense? I don't think so. I'm fine. I think the police. I think no. (laughs) He he lucky because I think the police need to see these fifty women on here on this wall. That's weird shit. Anyway, that can't be normal. You're giving people GSB. Oh my god, he's a lunatic. He's a fuck. So on this particular on this particular night, and this would have been in July of 2000, he approached an already intoxicated 21-year-old Carrie Smith. Apparently, um, he kind of like you know he kind of stalked her from a distance. So it's like you know the Panther Lord and his prey um, uh, at this particular bar that she was at. When and when the uh, time was right, he walked up to her and gave her a glass of water. Because by this time, Carrie's fucked up. She drinking, she partying. It's probably a Friday night. She's like, oh my God, it's finished the dance. I'm having a good time. 
So she's living in that bed. Oh my god. Yes. No, so don't ever drink a glass of water from Especially nobody. Especially from somebody you, you a, don't know. You ain't got a bottle. Yeah, yeah. go get me an Aquafina, motherfucker. If you trying to holler at me, I'm not gonna do that. And uh, uh, I mean, because you already know, given his background, I mean, she didn't know, but we know it had GHB in it. Yep. And let us repeat it. It had GHB in it. Shortly after she drank the water, her memory was shot. Keep in mind, though, this is a very dangerous thing. Then we just talk about that, DJ, that when you combine GHB with alcohol, it can become deadly. It can be very serious. So she's already in that. that those are the people that he was targeting. Women, girls, teenagers, uh, not teenagers, college students who were already intoxicated. Not realizing the ramifications of what it would be if you gave too much GHB to a person who's already intoxicated. So, nevertheless, Andrew didn't care, okay? He saw a woman he wanted and so he decided that he was gonna, you know, get her or whatever. But because he gave her the water, she took it and her memory was shot from there. The next day, Carrie walks into a Ventura police department with a hell of a story to tell. Listen, I got a story to tell. Comes in with a glass of water. Yeah, at the club. Gives at the club. Mm-hmm. He gives her the glass of water. Was it a bottle of water or a glass? It was, um, they said Thanks. that he just gave her a glass of water. So I'm thinking that he probably got it from the, um, from the bartender. I'm and then he probably y'all. put the, he put the GHB. It don't take nothing but two seconds to put the GHB in the drink. My biggest thing is if it ain't, uh, like I just said, if it ain't covered, if it ain't plastic, if you don't open it yourself, don't drink it. Thank you. That's my thing. Okay, right. like for real. So she says she remembers seeing Andrew at the bar. She does remember that. And her um, and, uh, and a friend going to Andrew's house where she jumped off the Muscle Shoals Pier, which is behind Andrew's. Because keep in mind, he had a beach house, right? So they jump off this Muscle, muscle Shoals Who? Pier. Her and her friend. This is what she's telling the Ventura Police Department. Why? She remembers this. Because she was already drugged. So Andrew says, hey, you want to come with me? So they do. They go. And they're jumping off the pier, having big fun. They, they well, she high on, so she was drugged? She was already high on GHB because he put it in her water. So is GHB fun? A fun drug? People used to use it as a, rec- a recreational ju- drug. So I have to question. That's why we want you guys to fill us in. Yeah. What is that up. like? Because... Let DJ know. That I, man, listen, I don't Let know. Let Lady A know because I don't. But we do know that she was, she partied with him and she did go home with him, her and her friend. They're jumping off the Muscle Shoals Pier. They're laughing, having fun. Keep in mind, he has a, 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 beach, a, um, a beach house. So they swim back to shore. She tells police that the next thing she remembers is her going into the bathroom. And taking a shower. And Andrew coming into the shower with her. And that's where she says that he initially sexually assaulted her. But if you remember it, I mean, come on now. You ain't passed out at that point. Right. But she says her memory comes and goes. So we don't know if he gave her enough to fully incapacitate. Obviously, he didn't give her enough to fully incapacitate her. 
She was still functional, but she could remember bits and pieces of things. I, it kind of puts me in the mind of being like severely drunk, but then like the next day you kind of remember bits and pieces of stuff you may have done or something. Oh I'm not sure. Goodness. This is dangerous. This is very, very dangerous. And people have died from this. And you cannot mix this with alcohol. But he chose her for the very purposes of knowing that she was already drunk or tipsy or whatever. So after the shower incident, he gives her another drink. He could have killed this girl. And she immediately feels a shockwave of abnormality immediately going through her body. She says that when she takes the drink, it literally hits her back from the bottom of her spine into the top of her head. It's like having a full-fledged shock go through her body within minutes. So then she asks Andrew, what did you give me? And he says, GHB. So he's telling them. He's telling so them. It's not, I mean, it's, it's not it's a not secret. Driving. Like, he's, it's not a secret that he's telling her that. But then she consent to it. You have to consent oh, to things yeah, like that. What did you she have, say after that? So from there, she said. If you said, give me something I don't want, what'd you give me? GHB. Bitch. Right, but then by that time you pass out. No. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm going to take your ass down with me and I'm going to go out fighting your ass. No. Thank no. you. So then from there, she says she doesn't remember what happened, but she believes that she was raped. Now, this is just her belief based on the Did she go to the doctor? Did she check her? She went to the police department after this. The next day, she said, oh, something didn't Hospital. happen. So, and again, you know, so, okay, she's having this conversation with police, but I just want to give a side note to everybody. From the mid-1990s into the 2000s, oh, my God, into the 2000s, look what else was not just a date rape drug, and we already talked about that, about that, right? People were using it in a, re- in a recreational sense, so it was hard for authorities to determine if a true crime had been committed, you know, or whatever, or if this was a willing participant situation. I mean, when you kind of balance in that teeter, was like, well, I just do a GHB because that's just what I like to do. And then you do, and then somebody walks into a police department and says, well, wait a minute, I was raped. Now, how, who am I supposed to believe? Because I know that it's recreational, you know, or whatever. So they decided to go ahead and do some investigation type work. What the hell's going on, Lady A? So the asked Carrie to call Andrew on the phone and have him reiterate the fact that he did give her the date rape drug for the purposes of sex. What? Okay. So Carrie calls Andrew and the police take this call. And in the call, call in the call, you can hear the follow you can hear the discussion. So we're gonna reenact this discussion for you. I'll be Carrie. You be Andrew, oh, okay? Oh, this is gonna be fun. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Dude, what did you put in my drink? Uh, Liquid X. Liquid X? Yeah. Is that the same as, like, you know, GHB? Because I've taken ecstasy before, and, like, it wasn't exactly the same. Like, it was fun, but... Yeah, it was good, though. Do you have any more of that left? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Should we do some? Dude, you don't have to drug me to have sex with me this time, okay? <laughs> okay. And sing. He's a sick fuck. <laughs> 
He's a sick bastard. And this is what the Ventura Police <laughs> Department actually recorded. Hey, I was in character, y'all. <laughs> because that's what I imagined him. A sick bastard, <laughs> drugging women that needs to go to jail. J- prison, penitentiary. He, he locked up now, ain't he? Oh, yeah. With his fuck ass. So after this, the Ventura Police Department obtained a search warrant for Andrew's residence. When they get to Andrew's house, they were like just kind of like scoping out the area. They um, ransacked it. They thank tore you. it up. Thank you. There were some weapons, small quantities of drugs, and things of that nature. But the kicker was that there was a large amount of videotapes in his closet. Soft porn. You gonna scale to what does the Drake say? You gonna see some shit that you don't want to see. Yeah, keep going to this closet right here, and you gonna see a whole bunch of videotapes that you shouldn't see. Wow. <laughs> and what were on those videotapes, like the guy? So when police put the videotapes and begin looking at them, they're in for the shock of their lives. There are women on these videotapes that are passed out to the point where some of them appear to be dead. And Andrew performing different sex acts on him. Oh, my God. He's up here. Women half dead. He's up here doing the unthinkable. He said it looked like they dead. They just passed out just dead. Dead. I never could understand that. You don't want no feedback? Thank you. You weak. You (laughs) whack as fuck, bro. He said, I don't want to say nothing. Right. And but, but you sit up here with all this money in the beach house. Thank you. So Fuck, make a plea. <laughs> right. So um, these videos are pretty detailed in nature, right? It was almost like Andrew was doing a porn movie, but with the women as props. No, no, no it's definitely <laughs> a porn movie. You lay here, and I got you. Thank you. Like he was narrating throughout the entire film and making sick comments like, "Oh, these women are at my disposal, and I can do whatever I want to them." This is what he's saying on the Lady video. I'm gonna have to leave the room. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, it's sick. And so, after getting a glimpse into the sick mind of a serial rapist on July 18, 2000, the Ventura Police Department actually arrested Andrew Lester for the rape of Carrie Smith. He was absolutely appalled. He couldn't believe it that something like this was happening to him. In fact, Andrew told police that every sexual encounter on video with these women was consensual and that the video was nothing more than just having a good time. Same shit that Bill Cosby said. Yes! No, hey, y'all. Uh, is that uh, a scapegoat? Yes, it, it is. is. But only thing I can say is Bill Cosby said that he asked the women. He said that he, he asked the women. Yep. And these women say yes. That's the thing that kills me on it. Oh my God. How I rape you if and you said yes. Thank you. If you Even though he is, uh, Lady A made no qualms about it. He's a sick fucking bastard yep. and he needs to die underneath the jail. Yep. We're not taking advantage of no women. We're not raping no women. Women are everything. Thank you. What's wrong with it? And you? I think that this is a teaching moment for women. Listen, if you don't know what it is, I don't care how much you like this man or whatever, say no. Until you understand what it is he's trying to give you. So, no. anywho, thank you. Thank you. Anywho, he goes on to say, quote, I am a rich man and I'm not about to lose my money, end quote. However, police already had him on tape. What? Telling Carrie. He's a rich man. He's a spoiled beach bug. Thank you. With money. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he, he got the bag, but you a deviant. 
They gonna see you. about you. Thank you. No matter what you gonna think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank you. Let but me, they crash. still and, and they wasn't even tripping about that because they still had him on tape with Carrie saying that he did drug her with GHB for the purposes of having sex. My thing is, you can't deny that, dog. We got you on video. It, I mean, uh, audio. It ain't gonna happen. So after Andrew was arrested. The Ventura Police Department went back to his home to seize all of the videotapes. They um they had put in at, I mean, and I'm talking y'all, it was huh, like a hundred tapes, okay? A hundred so tapes? It was a massive amount of tapes. Like, oh my god. Women passed out. Women passed out, yep. That he they brought home from clubs and whatever, whatever, and he was sleeping with them. Yeah, so, I'll be doing life underneath the It video. was terrible. That's the worst kind of defense. Oh my God. Like it was That so, guy been to anybody yep. like hey man, you sitting here drinking water, whatever, boom, but it's over. You passed out and uh, a video pop up on YouTube. That was so Come terrible. On, man. And it was to the point where the um, police department had to put an ad in the newspaper asking for more women to come forward if they had any type of interaction with Andrew. When word gets back to Andrew's ex-girlfriend, keep in mind, y'all, this is the mother of his... Uh, the, ding, girl, ding, 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 the girl who left him. He did the same shit to me. Thank you. Thank you. By this time, she was married and pregnant when um, and she contains... Uh, she Dang contacts... God. So a friend... Basically, to sum it up, a friend contacts her and says, oh my God, your ex-boyfriend, Andrew Luster... Is locked up now. It's all over the newspapers. So they was like, yeah, they're asking for women to come forward. Anyone, woman who had an interaction with him. So she, she does that. And she goes down to the um, station for a formal interview. And when she arrives, she asks, um, the police actually ask her if she'd been able to, if she would be able to identify herself on a video if she saw herself. So she says, yeah, reluctantly, like, what the fuck? Why would I be on a video? You know they're walking. Right. But then, so they say, before we show you this video, because you're so far along in your pregnancy, we want you to call your husband and have him come down to be a support system for you. So he comes down like, yeah, sure, no problem. He comes down and they see some shit they don't want to see. At that point, that's how you know that this did the third. If she pregnant, they shouldn't have did that. They don't yeah. care. That's why they called it because they were trying to build a case against Andrew. Damn. And by this time, she had been, and this is one of his quote unquote longtime girlfriends that he had dated. This is the woman he had dated and been in a relationship with it. And then she says, I had no idea I was on this video. Now she's seven months pregnant and they're like, you know, get your husband or whatever. And he had to come down or whatever. She was completely, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Anywho, so now they got two women against Andrew. And then a third woman comes forward. Her name is Shauna Jones. Hey, he and, was day rate with me. Yes, he was. And she says that um, she is able to identify herself. Because keep in mind, y'all, when these women are coming down to the police department, they're looking at their faces and they've seen all 100 videos. So they know, oh, yeah, you video 72. Let me go ahead and put that up. And is that you? Yep, that's you. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? So another woman comes forward and they say, you know, I have also been sexually um, abused or whatever by... Um, Damn, is this Andrew- the R. Kelly uh, saga? <laughs> Shit. So now, Andrew has three charges against him for the rapes of Tanya, Carrie, and Shauna. So during the bail hearing, prosecutors argue that because Andrew has access to a substantial amount of money, that his bail should not be allowed to ensure he'll show up for trial. 
The judge sort of agrees, right? He's like, uh, and so he sets the bill at $10 million. Well, with that being said, the bill is too goddamn high. Can't nobody afford it. So he sits in jail. But then... Or Right. So then the family hires a lawyer. His name is Roger Diamond to represent Andrew. And he was able to successfully argue and get an order to reduce... Andrew's bail from $10 million to $1 million. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, my God. <laughs> In which, of course, Mommy Dearest, <laughs> Elizabeth Luster comes through with the funds. Harvey Weinstein. And she, by the way, y'all, she was there for all of his situations, okay? And so as a condition of Andrew's bail, he was ordered to be on house arrest with an ankle bracelet. And he could reside or continue to reside at his beach home front. Andrew's mother was, uh, again, like I just said, she was very supportive throughout this entire process. She advocated for her son. She attended all of the hearings and, and all of that stuff. And I mean, that would be nothing more than what a mother would do. And she wanted her son to be acquitted. Andrew eventually pleads not guilty to all three counts of rape. So as the trial, as the trial approaches, Andrew, um, or, uh, Roger, which is his attorney, uh, Roger Diamond, um, comes out like a bulldog. I mean, he's like fighting left, right, and sideways, right? His defense is that the videos, Andrew did not show um, that he was actually raping women, but they were consensual amateur porn videos. Andrew was starting out his career this way because he was already an amateur movie producer, and this would have stemmed from this deep six film that he was doing. So they're saying, what? Are you kidding me? He would have never raped these women. He doesn't have to. He's Andrew Luster. These things are uh, um, intentional. So prosecutors argue that Andrew is a sexual predator and everything and the sex with the women in these videos was clearly not consensual. Like I said, these um, some of these videos or whatever, you know, these women were like dead or whatever or looked to be dead. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, in December 2002, Andrew Luster trial began. Andrew showed up and seemed to feel pretty good about being found not guilty. But that confidence only lasted until prosecutors showed Not the, guilty? Yeah, it was crazy. It only lasted until the home videos were shown to the jury. So, on December 20th of 2002, that was the last day that they, um, that, uh, they had a trial, uh, the trial day or whatever was before the two-week Christmas break. With the damning evidence, prosecutors pleaded with the judge to revoke his bill once again and lock him up for the fear that he would run, and the judge refuses. Sure enough, in true form fashion, when trial begins in January 2003, Andrew never shows up for trial. Many speculate that, he, um, that his family and attorneys told him to flee, but there is no confirmation. In the meantime, the judge refuses to delay the court hearings, and Andrew's attorney, Roger Diamond, is forced to continue to defend a man who is on the run. It's like, wow. So while the trial goes on, the FBI puts Andrew Luster on their top FBI's most wanted list. April 20, uh, 2003, Andrew is spotted in Puerto Valorato, Mexico, where he meets Mean Labascas who is a result owner in that area. Andrew introduces himself as David Carrera, and he's a surfer from California looking to buy some property, and they seem to become pretty cool with one another. That is hilarious. So, a few weeks later, another owner um, calls me and says David Carrero is really Andrew Luster right. and is wanted by FBI. 
and um, that they actually saw him on the news. So at that point, the result honor um, Google's Andrew Lesser, and that's when Dog the Bounty Hunter um, comes into play. They actually have him on Andrew or whatever on his website indicating that he is actively looking for Andrew Lesser. So the result on a call dog, and that's how he finds him in Mexico. So back in California, eventually all sides are heard, and the case goes to the jury. The jury finds Andrew guilty of 86 charges of rape, sodomy, all copulation and unlawful fight to avoid prosecution. What was given, I don't even know. <laughs> he was given 124 years and none of his families or the victims were in the courtroom when the verdict was read. But see, now you have to catch him, right? So in the meantime, me, the resort owner and Dog the Bounty Hunter gave this great, they kind of come up with this great plan on how they're going to catch Andrew. And how it's all going to be kind of on camera because Dog the Bunny Hunter, before he had this big thing with A&E, had kind of hired his own um, camera team. So, me was supposed to call Andrew, also known as David Carrera, and have them meet um, at the resort. And that's when Dog was supposed to immediately pounce on and and harass uh, arrest him. But Andrew calls me and says, hey, I can't make it. I'm actually going down to... Los Angeles, Mexico, and I'm going to kind of hang there. So then on June 18th, instead of, of 2003, because again, this is some quite some time after they do this whole big you're convicted kind of situation. Um, they keep in touch with um, Andrew and he and, and they are also in contact with Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter actually shows back up to Mexico. But mean the result owner actually is following Andrew Luster and he's um, identifying like all of these different places and he's kind of reporting it back to Dog the Bounty Hunter. Well, eventually Andrew stops at a taco stand. And that's when Dog the Bounty Hunter shows up. And you know, in his true form fashion, he jumps on you. And see, a, that's the thing about Dog, man. Because at first I used to like him, and I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah. He was cool until he made that racial comment. Thank you. I'm Thank fine. you. And then he said, nigger this because his son was yeah. dating a black woman. And my thing is, I'm there? fine. Exactly. So he jumps on, um, he jumps on Andrew Luster and he's all like, you're under arrest and da 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 and all this old hoopla. But, but he did do good right there. I'm exactly. I'm so glad he got Andrew Luster, who was even a more fuck, bigger fuck than he was. Than he was. But I will tell you this, the Mexican police also showed up and they were like, what the hell is going on? Oh, so Andrew Luster yeah. says, Right. They're like, what the fuck? So Andrew Lester says, I'm being kidnapped. This man here is trying to kidnap me. And so they end up arresting everybody. Dog the Bunny Hunter, Andrew Lester, all of this. So they're looking at him like, okay, Andrew Lester's is the victim here. But they check his paperwork. They realize that he's not the man that he says that he is. And they say, you know what? You're illegally in Mexico and tr- no faction. Don't have your paperwork not together, okay, you guys? If you're going to another country, have your paperwork together. Oh, absolutely. You have to. And, and watch your back in a different country. Thank you. Don't trust them in a different country. Thank you. What country so, are you going to? Thank you. So they end up um, they end up getting um, Andrew, and they say, you know what? You're not even legally here. You're going by a fictitious name and all of this supply. You're, you're, we're not going to be able to keep you here. So what they do is... They actually end up um, transporting him back to the state line. 
the Mexican, U.S. Mexican state line where the FBI oh, is waiting on his ass. Yep. Like, y'all uh-huh. go ahead and run it. We need this nigga. He is not a part of this, and we need him back in jail to serve his 124 years. Well, in the meantime, Hello? Dog, 124 years. Damn. Ran it on his ass quickly, okay? Damn. So, in the meantime, um, a dog tried to collect a $1 million bail, because keep in mind, his bail was reduced from 10 to 1. His mother posted yeah, it. Yeah, not you, dog. Not that Thank Mexico. you. Uh-uh. Thank you. Who took it? The Mexicans? So, a judge actually disagrees with it because after he was finally let out of a Mexican jail, he tried to um, get collect on a $1 million bail, but then it, went, it goes to court. A judge disagrees, indicating that dog had no authority to take anyone into custody, and he had violated state and Mexican statutes in an attempt to pursue vigilante justice. So they did not agree with um, Dog at all. The judge ruled that the $1 million will be distributed to those affected by the case, including an undisclosed amount to be paid to the three women raped by Andrew. Yay, kudos to the judge. Oh my God, Mexico ain't that bad, y'all. This was in the United States. They released him, and then he had to go face an American judge in California. No. LA, baby. Shout out to the judges in LA. Shout out to the judges in California. Did and I just it, say Mexico? My bad, y'all. No, and but it, because it was like that whole teeter thing, right? That's some bullshit. I need to pay attention more. And I'm so glad <laughs> that they did that. And even though he didn't get any money from the capture of Andrew Luster, he later got his own TV show about the bunny, uh, the bounty hunting business, and that would have been on A and E. So on June 22nd, 2003, Andrew began serving his 124-year sentence. After five years in prison, Andrew eventually appeals his conviction, indicating that he was not properly represented by his attorney. He said that um, his attorney was right, that he was not initially representing him because he became a co-conspirator and basically his constitutional rights have been violated for failure to adequately represent him regardless of whether he ran or not. Shut your punk ass up. <laughs> but the judge agreed uh. and reduced his sentence from 124 years to 50 What well, you got on the horn and called mommy and what mommy do? Drop that bag off. Bottom line. And it was. Are you at, kidding me? Yeah, no, I kid you not. It was at his new sentencing here that Andrew finally admitted some type of guilt. Quote, I did some really stupid things without thinking it's caused so much damage to so many people. But this is much, um, there is so much more to me than this salacious and lower story. Oh, put shut out up. There. Thank you. So, yeah, that's what he did with this new sin scene. All right, get ready for it. Andrew will be eligible and will be released somewhere between the ages of 62 and 63 years old. Yeah. And I dropped the mic I'm on fine. him. I'm fine. Unbelievable. I'm Unbelievable. Fine. Uh-uh. Unbelievable. Uh, from life. To now I'm going to be out when I'm 62 to 63 years old. He's going to die in jail for being a deviant, though. He's going to burn in hell for being a deviant. He is not blood luster family. Keep in mind, they were adopted. And that's it. So, you know, and that is the end of our tragic story for this week. So what do you think? Do you think Andrew's retrial and new sentencing was fair? 
Let us know. Share your thoughts on Twitter at Romance Greed or shoot us an email at mrg.podcast1 at gmail.com and we will share your thoughts on our show. So sad. Andrew Lester is a fuck. <laughs> He's a double no, fuck. He's a rapist. Oh my God. What a bastard. All right, y'all. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, peace. Hey, everyone. It's Lady A. And DJ. Hey, listen. If you want more amazing episodes of Money, Romance, and Greed, make sure you subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast fixed. And we want to hear from you. For inquiries, show ideas, or general comments, hit us up at mrg.podcast1 at gmail.com. That's mrg.podcast, the number one, at gmail.com.